Pittsburgh, a city known for its brooding gothic horror. Between these three rivers flow rivers of blood, where they'll put french fries on your sandwich at Pramani Brothers or blood in your vodka at Elysium. This is the Stream of Blood podcast, and you're listening to Vampires of Pittsburgh, our ongoing Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle. I'm Jared Logan, the storyteller, and I'm joined by Thomas Middleditch as Miles Vanderbuck, Ross Bryant as Curtis Krieger, and Ashley Birch as Jen Brown. You can watch our game streamed every week at twitch.tv forward slash stream of blood. Drink deeply, my friends, and enjoy. Good evening, SOBs. It's me, your storyteller, Jared Logan, and welcome back to Stream of Blood, our ongoing Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition Chronicle, Vampires of Pittsburgh. I think let's get right into it. Uh, Well, actually, you know what? I think I'll do a recap because a lot is going on and we just started a new storyline. We might have some new people here with us. So just to let you know, um, at the end of our uh, last, uh, our solo sessions, um, we, uh, we moved back to having all three of our vampires together. And boy, do I love it when all three of them are together. And um, they were brought into Elysium again, this time by each of their adoptive sires. Jen Brown, the tech CEO, Thin Blood, of course, is now in a very, um, in a very tight-knit uh, relationship with Miss Sonia, the Nosferatu primogen. Um, tight-knit is not the right word. There's, it's very coercive. There's a lot of almost blackmail going on in that relationship. And Jen Brown really wants to break free of the Camarilla and probably that relationship as well. But Miss Sonia and the Nosferatu have ghouled Jen Brown's touchstone. So Jen Brown's best friend, Sabrina, is now a ghoul to clan Nosferatu. How can she extricate herself from the Camarilla and from that clan with that situation uh, happening? I guess we'll find out as we go forward. Uh, Curtis Krieger, of course, has now impressed uh, his adoptive sire, Churchill Jackson, the uh, the renegade gangrel, most gangrel are anarchs. This guy is the sheriff of Pittsburgh. He has impressed Churchill enough that Churchill has kind of taken him under his wing and is kind of using him as an investigator and a soldier uh, in his war against the anarchs. And of course, our good buddy, Miles Vanderbuck, uh, the crusty, tough old uh, river rat. Yeah, I like that word. River rat uh, of a man. He uh, has unexpectedly become blood bonded to the Prince of Pittsburgh, uh, the Malkavian Prince of Pittsburgh, the megalomaniacal Adelaide Ross. So they were all summoned to Elysium by their 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 uh, patrons, their adoptive sires, and they were told that the Anarch War was heating up. Bex. Uh, Bex, uh, who was an agent of the Camarilla out, you know, traveling the country secretly, uh, kind of a double agent for them, found out that a lot of Anarchs are coming to Pittsburgh. And the clues that she got from her conversations with various Anarchs and independent vampires were that there was something going on in a hospital in Pittsburgh, some sort of blood bagger operation, that there was something going on at a church called Peter and Paul, uh, and that there was a name. Erasmus, who was a leader of these anarchs. Um, our PCs kind of went to the meeting where they heard all of this. They sort of jockeyed 
her position over who got what mission because um, different coteries were being assigned to investigate different clues. Uh, however, RPCs, you know, they're really uncomfortable with their role in the Camarilla. And um, I think it's fair to say that. And they're uncomfortable with how they're kind of moved around the board like pawns. So uh, they ended up uh, staking out a hospital, Allegheny General, for eight nights. And Jen Brown was, I think, uh, reasonably pissed and didn't like being treated like uh, a lackey. Uh, Miles Vanderbuck was perfectly happy to be there and, in fact, started using his presence on his two companions in order to influence them to go along with the mission, uh, which was a real breaking point for the whole team. Um, when Curtis and Miles decided to keep going with the stakeout but of a different hospital. They they followed a couple clues to the UPMC campus, which is a gigantic medical campus, you know, multi-billion dollar medical campus in uh, Pittsburgh. But they, Jen Brown left. Jen Brown walked. Jen Brown was tired of the bullshit. We left our heroes with Jen Brown returning to her kind of adjunct haven, Curtis and Miles and TJ Cope, the ghoul, the ghoul detective that's constantly kind of on the case, working hard for the Camarilla, dreaming that one day he will be given the gift of vampirism. TJ Cope, Miles and uh, Curtis investigated the hospital. They found a vampire down there uh, using some very unorthodox tactics. They managed to they managed to pinpoint one of the vampires working down there by, by going to the blood bank and uh, causing kind of a scene. They, they brought one out of hiding a big, a big like fat guy in like orderly clothes. Maybe not fat. Maybe it's all muscle like E Honda muscle. If you're familiar with Street Fighter, this guy, um, they managed to um, actually Miles managed to kick his ass hand to hand in hand to hand combat and kind of get him into their car. And they were going to take him to Elysium to be ostensibly tortured and interrogated. But he started to make a very compelling argument. Come talk to Erasmus. Come listen to what he has to say. You don't have to be slaves to the Camarilla. There's another way. You should just listen to our pitch. But tonight we're going to start with what happened to Jen Brown. And so talk to me uh, before we even start about Jen Brown. Like, um, well, one thing I really like is that I wasn't, I'm always unable to predict your moves, in the game, <laughs> but that's really fun for me, you know, oh, and, um, and, uh, it makes it, it makes it fun for, I think a storyteller when that happens. So mm-hmm. talk to me about where uh, Jen Brown w- was at last, uh, last session, like what was going on with her with, you know, being sent on another mission by the Camarilla and kind of moved around the board. What is she thinking and how does she feel right now? I'm really glad you say that because. I, le- I like Jen so much as a character, and I also want to make sure that I'm not putting a wrench in the works, but it seems nice that that there's that conflict there. It's like pushing the story into interesting places. So Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it means, it means sometimes we jump back and forth from your character to the other characters, but I think that's a nice thing about streaming games is, you know, we're not literally all sitting around a table and waiting for you to get done with your thing. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a show. So I think it's great that... Uh, we take this time with the different characters. So Jen's having doubts. She's Is she thinking about joining the Anarchs? What's going on? Well, she definitely doesn't want to be under the thumb of the Camarilla anymore, especially not after what happened with Sabrina. I right. feel like what little tolerance Jen had for the sort of bullshit of the 
of the controlling order of vampires is quickly diminishing. So I don't even makes sense. know if she knows what she's going to do, but she knows it's she can't keep going the way things have been going. Well, I'll tell you what she did, which really yeah. surprised me, <laughs> is she went back to her um, kind of her side haven that she's been keeping as kind of a side project where she where she works and where she kind of controls Grouper, her company. And she, uh, you remember this, but I'm telling our audience, That's she l- used uh, Sabrina's computer, which no reason it wouldn't still be there. She uh, did uh, some of her hacking stuff, found the messages Sabrina had been exchanging with a, a vampire hunter that you guys met like two sessions ago that you guys, you know, Curtis, I think, ended up killing, right? Uh, two sessions ago. So you didn't learn a lot about him, but you did know that Sabrina had contacted him through um through like websites that were kind of like in the dark web they were like sex fetish websites she was asking uh people like i i feel like i'm addicted to my friend's blood what is this how do i how do i stop it and this guy got in touch with her and he arranged a meeting you guys put the kibosh on him you saved sabrina from him but last episode you decided to to try to find this person and sent and kind of put feelers out to find out who they are through the the internet and through the and you tripped some wires or something because they sent a message back uh, and i'm going to tell you that where we stopped is where we're going to start tonight uh okay. you see that there is a message in your inbox and i can tell you what it says if jen brown is opening it um i did establish that i'm covering my tracks a bit right you did and you you needed to get four successes i think when you were doing all that that yeah. hacker stuff and you did so I think that, you know, you, you feel you feel confident in your abilities. Um, it's you're like your best dice pull. So you should. Right. Um, so, so opening this is not going to open me up to being discovered in any way. I don't think so. And just okay. to be clear, it's almost impossible to track someone over the dark web. Um, right. Like their location or find mm-hmm. out biographical details. But I think that what you were doing is kind of pulling a lot of feelers out about uh, this handle, finding out other things this handle had posted. And the handle that's communicating with you is called for, with a four, give me father, forgive me father. So uh-huh. it didn't really, it didn't really um, raise any eyebrows in like a weird sex fetish kind of forum, right? Uh, uh-huh. With that kind of handle. But of course, there is a religious component. Right. to what this person uh, was doing because you found that vampire hunter had like a big cross tattoo and whatnot. So if you are reading this message, let me know. I am reading read. it. Great. Um, uh, in quotes, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. First John 1 9. And then below the quote, it says, I am ready to hear your confession. And that is the huh. message that is sent to you. Okay. And I assume, did I, I can't remember if I said I wanted to send it from a new account. Is it, is this happening over Sabrina's account? Um, well, um, I think with your four successes, you can, yeah, actually it would have to happen over Sabrina's account. Okay. It would have to be happen that way. And I think this person's noticed you've been making some inquiries or, you, you know, very carefully and, and very, um, I, I guess this person's pretty good at tech too, because uh-huh. they can tell someone is out there looking for them, and they just sent another message to the account. Okay. Um, 
I think a great question for me to ask you yes. is what does Jen Brown want from this exchange? Mm-hmm. Uh, another way I might have phrased it when you did it last session is why did you do that? <laughs> so I'm of two minds. One is knowing more information about this group, Vampire Hunter or otherwise, I think I would know that it put Curtis back in Churchill's good graces. So having information about this group is powerful at minimum. Mm -hmm. But also, I think maybe Jen's ideal scenario would either be able to live off the grid or, and if that's necessary to join the Anarchs to do that. But if that doesn't, Pan out if she can't find a way to do that, then maybe going a bit blade. <laughs> going blade. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but I kind of just want to put feelers out to see, to gather information. To okay. See. So your, your goal here is to gather information, to find out about who these people are. Does right. that sound right? Okay. Yes. All right. So, um, Tell me, do you respond? Do you just continue to kind of try to research this person? What do you do? I think I'd like, if I can, I'm I'm guessing they're probably pretty encrypted and hard to trace. Um, but I think I would like to try to find out information if I can. I'm guessing I won't be able to, but I'll give it a shot. Okay, great. Um, do you want to find out information uh, you mean by more more hacking and online research? Or do you want to talk to them to find out information? I think, I'm guessing it would be pretty impossible to trace their IP or find out any sort of geographical or... Unfortunately, and this person's very good because they knew just from you making little inquiries and, you know, poking around online that you were kind of looking for them. Okay. Um, I think what I'm going to do then... I hope this isn't going to bite me in the ass. Let's try. I'm going to act as if I'm Sabrina. Okay. So I'm going to claim that I I went to this place to meet this person. There was a no-show, so I'm going to act kind of pissed. Be like, what the fuck? I thought you were going to help me. Um, where were you? You know, etc. Um, that is very interesting. And I think a little bit of time... That's, a, that's an excellent uh, strategy. I think a little bit of time passes uh, and you get a response back. And I think the response is something like, um, uh, we're sorry our friend never showed, but we are here now. Where are you? Question mark. How do I know I can trust you now? I really need help. And if you're just fucking with me. Um, the response is. Um, we know about the kindred. We know what they do to people. We want to stop them. We want to help you. If you will help us help you all will be forgiven. How do I help you help me? The first step would be telling us about yourself. Who are you? Where are you? And what are you going through? Question mark. 
Hmm. So either, either they don't know Sabrina and it's like, like either they don't know that there's been correspondence between this person and Sabrina. Cause that I'm assuming Sabrina would have already given that information to this other person. Sabrina, right? Sabrina was like, I need help. I feel like I'm addicted to my friend's blood. She, she had this like long post on the forum. They got in touch with her and said, we can help you. She said, how? And that's when this guy just arranged a meeting at a public coffee shop. So Okay. Uh, Sabrina didn't feel threatened because she was going to a coffee shop in Pittsburgh at like eight o'clock at night. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, very little uh, chance she would have been in danger in Lawrenceville at 8 p.m. on a Wednesday or whenever it was. So okay. um, this guy uh, or gal or whoever's on the other end is now asking you for information. Um, OK, so I think what I want to do then. I don't want to say that I'm Sabrina because I think Sabrina is too high profile mm -hmm. um, and also alive and walking around. So I think <laughs> this is probably take a while, but I think what I want to do is have <sighs> shit. Um, Jen's also high profile. I was going to say, I want to, I want to basically create like a fake social media presence for someone, mm -hmm. but I, if I ever try to meet them, they're going to know there isn't, do I, okay. Does Jen know of any situation in which a vampire can change their appearance besides rousing? Um, let's see. Why doesn't she roll her occult? Um, well, wait, let me make sure I have an answer for that before she does that. A okay. vampire can change their appearance besides rousing. Yeah. actually, yeah, I have zero have occult also. Okay, well, she can uh, she can roll her intelligence plus okay. occult, which would be zero, to see if she heard anything in Elysium. I'm guessing about, I'm on a hunger of one. Uh, a hunger of one. Uh, yes, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I got one success. If this is even a thing that vampires can do. Okay, um, you have the barest of inklings that that this might be possible um, only because how are the Nosferatu walking around every night? They look bizarre and you've right. had a lot of, you know, you've had a lot of truck with them. So um, you, you, you think it must be possible or they're able to like, you know, Miss Sonia is able to go invisible or, or have agents that can go invisible, which uh -huh. seems like another aspect of that. Okay. I'd have to talk. I have to learn from one of them how to do it. Romans Nosferatu, right? He is, yeah. And okay. uh, Roman's off on uh, one of the other missions that were kind of handed out to various coteries last uh, session. Right, okay. Um, hmm. Well, I guess for now what I'll do is I will, before I respond to this person, I would like to, maybe this is outside the realm of, of reality, but I would kind of like to set up a, a social media presence that's, robust enough that you would believe that this is a real person but not so thin that it would be obviously like a bot or something or or a you know a catfish okay so you're telling me that you're coming are you are you going to have this new personality uh approach this account from a different 
angle. Like it's no longer the account that you're you were currently speaking through because you did say at the top that you, you you pretended to be Sabrina. You were like, uh, "Hey, what the fuck? I went there. Nobody was there, and this account responded to right. that." But she never admitted what her name was or anything, right? Like right. she didn't give any personal information. So I think no. I would I would stick with the same story, but rather I was planning on pretending to be Sabrina, assuming that she had divulged personal information about herself. Yes. But if she hasn't, then I think I'm just going to create a person. You're right. They don't have her name. They don't have her face. And they don't have, I mean, as far as you know. Right. And they don't have, so you're going to create a person. Let's let's see if you can do that. I think that that's an interesting thing. Um, And, and you're doing it in order to like get more information from him. Is that correct? Trying to like. Um, get- yes. Um, okay, then uh, why don't you um, give me a manipulation plus actually, uh, since you're since you're like creating social media presence, I think technology would be appropriate for this manipulation uh-huh. plus technology. Okay. And um, I'm going to tell you that um, for every success you get, um, you can maybe like you can maybe like get a piece of information from this guy because he starts to trust you know, we'll say this is taking place over hours. We're going to say this is taking place over like three hours. And so you kind of, well, actually it would take a little longer to create a social media presence like that. It's taking place over like the entire night. And uh, you are going to like create this social media presence and then like kind of get information out of him. So uh, let's see, did you get any information? How did, how did the role go? Only two successes, unfortunately. Only two successes. So, um, you just don't feel confident enough. Jen, Jen's smart. She knows what she's doing in this, this field. So she just doesn't feel confident enough to get really bold and like start making up a lot of lies. You, you've kind of began to create this uh, sort of persona. Um, but you can go ahead and you can try to find, uh, ask me what, what she's trying to find out. Two pieces of information, I think. Um, I think she wants to know. I mean, really, she wants to know ultimately where they are and who they are and like how many of them there are and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, he the last thing that he said was basically like, help, help me to help you. So I'd want to know um, what what he think. Uh, well, he could just say anything. Um, I want to know how. How many people? Mm. <laughs> it's think okay. Of- it's tough. <laughs> it's a tough problem. Um, but look, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna penalize you for like saying the wrong thing right now. It's not like I'm gonna turn your wish into an evil wish. Right. So, um, tell me what you'd really you and you already succeeded on the role. So, right. tell me what you want to find out about them, and you're gonna find it out. You got two successes. You can, but you know, ask me two questions. Like, okay. where where are they? You know where, what I mean? Like, they? and um. Ultimately, I want to know where they are and who they are. If there's okay. like a name to the, if the, to the organization, if there's like, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he tells you, he's like, we're everywhere, but I'm in Boston. Mm-hmm. And when you ask uh, who they are, he says, uh, this is going to sound crazy, but we are a secret organization dedicated to Christ who have devoted our lives to combating the kindred. 
Do they have a name that he's willing to divulge? Um, assuming it's a he. Uh, he, I, I, I'm assuming it is too, because I keep using that pronoun. <laughs> he, he says, uh, he says, we don't have a name. We're, we're so secret. We don't have a name. But they're followers of Christ. Okay. In fact, he keeps throwing different Bible verses at you. Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. Oh, these guys sound like a bummer. Later, he writes Romans ten nine through ten. Uh, Romans ten nine through ten. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And after he writes that one, he says, "Now it's your turn. Where are you?" I'm going to say, I'll I'll say Pittsburgh, but a different neighborhood. I guess. Or I'll just say Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, he says, I already knew that. That's where we arranged to meet. Where are you now? I can come and help you. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to treat it a bit like a bumble date or something and sort of say like, I think that's a bit too, it's like a bit too soon. I don't know if I trust this yet kind of thing. Um, I really want help, but I'm, I'm scared. Um, I don't know if, I don't know who you are. I don't know if I can trust you. Um, he says, um, I understand it takes time to trust someone. I am here for you when you are ready. And there's no more information. Okay. That's where, that's where he's left it right now. I mean, I, I think that uh, only a, a few hours have passed. I think, um, you know, you tried to quickly um, create a social media presence. You weren't confident enough about it to like start going like, you know, faking locations, faking, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of things. So, um, um, he does send a final quote all of a sudden. He sends a final bi- Bible quote, Ephesians 6, 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Could I? I'm not going to respond to him. Is there a way to, for now... Is there a way to search for those verses on on these same sorts of forums, like in the dark web? Is there a way to sort of see if there's? Yeah, I mean that seems very possible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't you? Um, I think that is going to be uh, if you want to find this guy in other places, uh, throwing these quotes out. Um, you're probably going to need another. This time, let's make it a wits plus technology roll. Oldie but a goodie. Mm-hmm. Let me give it a go. Five successes. Holy, holy fucking. Okay. So um, you uh, see uh, that um, this person uh, is, has not posted 
to these like dark web like sex forums has not been posting Bible quotes to those forums or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are able to find um, specifically the last the last uh, verse that verse about like the the evil forces in the heavens and stuff like that uh, on the uh, web page of like uh, a militia group um, that is actually. Um, in the Northeast, uh, kind of prevalent in the new Northeast. Uh, and they, uh, go by the name of the Ephesians, uh, aptly enough. The Ephesians. Yeah. Okay. Um, is this like, is this like a GeoCities website? Is this on the dark web? Is there like on the dark web? Yeah, it's on the dark web. It's like right on their front page. You know what I mean? And uh-huh. it is a little geo cities. There's like you know, <laughs> little animated flags and crosses, <laughs> you know, and uh-huh. they've done a fire graphic, you know, right. the um, under construction guy. And basically, uh, as you study it, it looks like they believe that uh, human society, not just American society, human society has been co-opted uh, by evil occultists uh-huh. and pagans and uh, non-believers and it is the job of all righteous Christians to take up arms, to go into the streets with your weapons and start firing. Um, that is a, well, the kind of philosophy you'd need to move to the dark web. Uh, and, yet, <laughs> and yet there they are. Uh-huh. Okay. And this seems, this seems like a, like a pretty clear connection. Like, well, I don't know. I think, you know what? It doesn't actually, to be, okay. to be honest, it's just it's just a quote. I mean, it's in the it's in the Bible, um, you know, so anybody can use it. OK. Um, and then if I search for the Ephesians, does anything else come up besides this Web page? Yeah, um, a bunch of them were arrested uh, not too long ago uh, for, um, you know, actually um, carrying out really kind of violent acts at various protests you know uh when uh, you know uh, two or three years ago when statues were being pulled down these guys showed up and started really uh hurting people so um there was a lot of controversy at the time over them being arrested and not the protesters all you just keep seeing all of these different like messages like why did they arrest the ephesians they should have arrested the protesters but you know, uh-huh. the ephesians were the ones they they, they didn't um they didn't do as they say on their website and walk into crowds and open fire, but they were viciously attacking people. So was our buddy from uh, Curtis's spotlight? Is he in any of these images of these people at these protests? Interesting. Um, you look carefully and you don't see uh, the little Paul Giamatti type guy <laughs> that you spotted before. Um, uh-huh. So it's... Uh, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, you don't see any faces you recognize. Jen Brown's gone down a very dark internet hole tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah. she's not she's, feeling great. These, these guys do seem scary, though. They seem yeah, pretty scary. Um, yeah. So I guess you know, there's some time in the night left to her. Does she want to do uh, anything else? Uh, uh, she, I mean, if there's, if you want to follow this line of research, I don't want to stop you, but, um, she realizes that if she wants to hunt or if she wants to 
contact Miss Sonia or if she wants to contact Elysium. I don't know what she wants to do. I'm throwing out options. She's got only a few hours left in the night to do that. And she also knows that her friends are. Yes. Yeah. So what I was going to say is, I I think I remember saying to Curtis that I would meet him in the Haven and wanting to genuinely wanting to keep that promise, not wanting to rupture the the friendship any more than it's already been ruptured. So I think she might do her uh, her signature cocktail swig so she doesn't get hungry and then go back to the Haven. Okay. Signature cocktail swig is complete. Uh, and she arrives back in the Haven. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Oh, yeah. And that beautiful piece of artwork is by Sophia Otero, uh, who sent it to us uh, on Facebook. It's also on her Instagram. Um, okay. So... Um, you head back to the Haven. Uh, maybe you're sipping your to-go. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you get back uh, into the Haven and you wait. And uh, Curtis does not return. Um, and maybe uh, you're kind of starting to get worried. Hmm. This is totally retroactive playing. That's okay. A little bit of retroactive playing doesn't bother me. What okay. are you going to retroactively do? Well, I wonder if I would ever have, not like put, put a bug on them necessarily, but kind of put a bug on them. Like sort of, sort of made it so that I could trace them easily if I needed to in case something went awry. Not Here's put how- it on them, but like. like yeah. Bug, but- I mean, what a Jen Brown move. I mean, she... She contacts vampire hunters just to kind of have a, her own chess pieces to move around. So um, that feels so in character for you um, that I think uh, you can you can say you've done this if you give me uh, an intelligence plus an intelligence plus subterfuge role. And I okay. wanted to have at least three successes to say that you've done this. Okay. Oh, let's make that manipulation, actually. Uh, so intelligence plus manipulation? Uh, no, I think manipulation plus subterfuge. Damn. Okay. Okay. And three successes? Yes. Two successes. <laughs> Two successes. So um, you haven't been able to figure out a way to, like, get a... Uh, I mean, I think you put it into, like, the back of Miles's car as, like, an old styrofoam cup or something, and later he just, like, threw it out. <laughs> so you haven't been able to figure okay. out how to get like a tracer that's like, you know, um, that's subtle enough. So, so the, the hours are ticking by and you're getting worried and, uh, you know what? I think we're going to move to Curtis. We're just going to say goodbye to Jen Brown for just a little bit. I'm going to tell you how it's going with you, Curtis. So, um, uh, I will say that tonight uh, Thomas uh, is having a little bit of an emergency, so we're playing without him, but that's okay because I think that um, Miles and uh, Curtis were kind of having an argument about what to do last week, right? Yeah. yeah. And what were they uh, arguing about? Do you remember? Oh, gosh. Um, Just to set the scene, you were all in a car with a vampire that you had captured Mm -hmm. from the uh, University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. Uh, A guy that was telling you he could take you to the Anarch Leader. He could take you to Erasmus. Uh, Miles wanted to take him straight to Elysium. You seemed like you were intrigued by what he was saying. Yeah, I'm... I'm 
yeah, Jen's, uh, Jen's appeals to my, uh, morality and loyalty are tearing me apart. Um, so, uh, uh, I, I, I think I would just, just ask him like, what is your, what is your pitch, man? Like, what, what, what do you, what do you, what does he got to say to us that you can't say to us? So I think that what, what to set the scene, I think you guys are currently standing outside of Miles's car and you are arguing about what to do with this guy, right? Uh, where, where are we then? Are we parked on the, I think that you, maybe you, or maybe actually, you know what? I'm not going to deny the reality of what you just, what you just created. I, I'm just going to say that like, you know, he, he told you he could take you to Erasmus and, uh, and you could listen to Erasmus and maybe hear the anarch side of the story, this guy you've captured, right? And yeah. Miles said, no, we're taking to Elysium. And you said, well, wait, I want to hear what he has to say. And I think that that's created a conflict between you two. So I think that what's going to happen now, and partly it's because we don't have one of our players, um, is that uh, Miles pitched to you, um, just watch this guy. Let me, uh, we don't have to take him to Elysium. You take him, you, you take him to, you take, you go with him to where his, his meeting with Erasmus is. You keep TJ with you. He'll let me know. I'll be at Elysium and bring in the, the backup. Okay. Okay. That's his pitch. I mean, <laughs> whether Curtis agrees with it once he's heard Erasmus's uh, argument, that that's up for debate. Um, okay. So <laughs> that's, that's a lot. Uh, it is so much, but, but, um, so, but, but that's fine. That's a, that's a fun workaround. Okay. Um, I'm, I think Curtis is also a little like, Oh, great. So this, this sets, sets it up. So you get to waltz into your prince and take credit for the whole thing. Um, and I think then, miles is probably like, that's a nice <laughs> fringe benefit of it. Uh, I don't want to control someone's character too much. But I think that uh, it yeah, also solves, I mean, mm -hmm. it also solves the problem of the coterie being kind of on the outs with the leadership. I mean, yeah. you're basically going to bring the entire cavalry to a meeting with the Anarch leader. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. And uh, I also love that your take on Miles is way more uh, like <laughs> 49er prospector. Yeah. Mr. Haney from Green Acres. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, I, 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 I need to work on my um, my Nick Nolte. Oh, um, all right, um, so, okay. uh, so TJ yeah, right. Cope needs to stay with you because TJ Cope is, of course, uh, the guy with the... He's the only one of you that's been allowed to keep a cell phone. He's like someone that they can contact uh, or that can contact them when you get to the location this guy's going to take you to. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, Miles, uh, you know, he... He heads off to uh, to go to Elysium. You and TJ and this guy who's handcuffed in the back of your car are now going to drive uh, based on where this guy gives you to go uh, via the directions. Okay. And right. so um, uh, who's uh, you are driving, I believe now. That makes sense, right? Makes sense to me. Sure. Okay. Um, and you can talk to this guy all you want. Um, he lets you know his name is Derek. Okay. <laughs> How, how long you been uh, one of us? Long enough, man. <laughs> he shows his fangs and starts laughing. And he's like, it's 
way harder than being alive. That's what nobody tells you. <laughs> yeah. Both have their drawbacks, I guess. Hope, uh, who's in the passenger seat, is like, are you sure we should be talking to him? Like, just like, let's talk to Erasmus, right? Yeah, I mean, we talk to talk to anyone we want, I guess. Take a left up here. Take the left. Um, and now I want you to make a wits plus awareness roll. And um, what I'm going to tell you is that if you miss, if you fail at this wits plus awareness roll, you are going to get a nasty surprise. You're going to miss something that you need to notice right now. Um, oh, God. And you'll be immediately aware of what it was. Um, and I think in order to notice uh, what you need to notice here, it's going to, you're going to need two successes. I'm overjoyed to tell you that I got two successes. Very good. Um, so Curtis, you're driving and uh, he's taking you across uh, Pittsburgh here. Uh, and uh, you look in your rear view and you notice that the same ambulance has kind of been behind you for a little bit. Okay. Um, I noticed this. Um, I uh, look at Cope and I'm like, have you noticed we got a tail? What? He looks up and he goes, fuck. Friends of yours? He's like, uh, Derek looks back and he goes, yeah, that would be friends of mine. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you something. If you just take me to Erasmus, they're going to know it's cool and they're not going to fuck with us. I, <laughs> yeah. Um, they're going to know it's cool. That's what we we're fucking doing anyway. Um, and, uh, can I, can I, the ambulance starts to kind of gain speed and get a little closer behind you. Yeah. What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. um, What's your question? Can I, the, uh, I guess like whatever the, the, uh, vampire version of a, like an insight check to see if this guy is trying to manipulate me or lie to me. Um, right. Um, the vampire version of an insight check is an insight check because that's actually a skill <laughs> oh. on the sheet, <laughs> which I have zero pips in yeah it's not curtis's best not um, but um i'll allow him to make a um i think a composure uh role here okay. just to kind of keep his cool and to make sure that he is you know he's not reacting rashly to the things that are going on mm -hmm. yeah cool um uh total failure <laughs> total failure um so i think what's happening is curtis is getting quite agitated um and the beast is starting to well up inside of him and this ambulance is now getting pretty close onto your tail no one fucking told us that we were gonna great you're fantastic miles yeah just waltz right in without a fucking plan just bring a guy right near the fucking door um, um maybe uh ruby's just kind of gone from being chilled to just like yeah yeah ruby is like <laughs> she's she's the one watching derek in the back seat you know what i mean if he moves yeah. she's gonna rip him open but like now she's like <laughs> and uh um yeah and cope is like okay okay calm down calm down don't vamp out on me and i just like pick up a little bit of speed mm. yeah and uh, so i want to know um do you want to just keep going to erasmus keep following his directions saying what he's telling you to you know, do what he's telling you to do, or do you want to try to lose these guys? Doesn't seem like, I mean, 
if the goal is to go there, they're going to meet us there anyway. My only seems the only way to stay safe is try to maintain the my cool, which doesn't seem to be working. But um, I, I, I think maybe I'll. As much as I hate this, I want to want to try to tamp it down and just get there and uh, and and but but be aware of them. Okay, no problem. Um, okay, here's what happens. Um, he uh, tells you to pull into um, this kind of place. It's like a strip mall, mm-hmm. uh, but like half of the pl- places are closed down. Uh, the only thing there's like a closed vape store and a closed pull supply store. Uh, and, um, he kind of tells you to pull in there and it's kind of a, a little bit like, uh, uh, away from everything else. Uh, if that makes sense, like the, the, the landscape around it is, uh, you know, buildings that, that are no longer in use. Um, uh, it looks like it's kind of an abandoned area, which, you know, Pittsburgh in the world of darkness has many of those, uh, and he tells you to pull in there. Okay, so uh, it's, and the ambulance is is pulling in behind you, and th- and so we're in the just the parking lot of a strip mall. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. And uh, cope. Uh, let's see what cope says here. Yeah, cope. Uh, yeah, cope says I don't like this. Something doesn't seem right. Yeah, seems like a fucking trap. And uh, uh, Derek goes. Did you just say that out loud, uh, Curtis? Um, I, I can say that. Like, maybe that, I think maybe that he keeps that to himself. Um, like, this is where this is where Erasmus is. Then, yeah, he's inside. Let me out. I'll, I'll take you to him. Um, I just let the car uh, sit idling for a second. I want to see what the ambulance does. Um, the ambulance what? stops, and it just kind of sits behind you with its uh, high beams on. So you can't even see like who's in the uh, driver's seat. Okay. Um, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. I uh, feel cornered, and Curtis hates feeling cornered. I floor yeah. it. I floor it. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, I, and when I do, I'd say. Uh, I and when I do, I, I immediately say to Cope, "Get, get, uh, like, get Churchill on the on the phone. We're coming in." Okay, uh, you floor it, and the second you do that, wait, let me see something. Okay, Derek in the back seat goes, "Fuck! What are you doing? Fuck no!" <sighs> like he's like going nuts, and like Ruby's going, and TJ is like starting to like type into his phone. Uh, uh, furiously and i need you to know that the ambulance is pulling out behind you turning on its sirens and woo! so you need to kind of escape from it you need mm-hmm. to kind of uh get out of its uh, you know uh lose it somehow so mm-hmm. um your technique was interesting <laughs> i don't think they were quite expecting what you just did like if yeah. you were if you'd tried to lose it later, they were maybe ready for you, but this get them when they were least expecting it. Yeah. You waited till their guard was down for just a second. So I think that if you can give me a wits plus drive, um, you only need, I'm going to say, uh, two successes to lose them now because of your little maneuver there. I got two successes. Well, I, you, I mean, you like take a right and then a left and another right. And you're like moving through like, 
residential area and um uh Derek in the back seat is going fuck god damn it motherfucker and uh that's when it's clear that he has completely frenzied out and he is like <sighs> um he's going to attack ruby this round um with his like just with his mouth he's basically having a fight in your back seat with your pit bull um you uh because he's like uh causing such a commotion are going to need to work to keep uh control of the car i i think uh, yep. unless you don't want to do that and i think that tj is going to have to <laughs> abandon his text message for a minute to ch- try to help with the conflict in the back seat so here we go uh first we're gonna have uh yep first we're gonna have derek make his attack okay yeah but i'm gonna take that away because he's handcuffed and then i'm gonna have ruby make her attack damn right good good girl <laughs> yeah i mean ruby would have done this even if you she wasn't your familist unfortunately holy shit this is bad oh no i really didn't expect this because she had as good a dice pull as him and i actually took away dice from him because he's handcuffed um and it appears that he just beat her by like two successes which i think means that currently like he's like got his like teeth in her neck um tj uh, is going to uh just tj is in a billion vehicle or we're in cope's you're in miles's car right now (laughs) tj is just gonna try a uh, attack like a physical attack on uh Derek to try to um oh dear I just lost a die wait it came back oh. to me no I've got it okay so TJ uh, manages to do some superficial damage to Derek but um he's like kind of pounding on Derek while he's like trying to pull his gun and just to set the scene before you make your roll uh Curtis this huge man I mean he's like all like fat and muscle and a big bald head is just going like completely berserk in the back of your car and currently trying to bite out the throat of your beloved familist, uh Ruby. And uh, you need to uh, first give me a willpower roll. Mm-hmm. And that's just the, yeah, cool. One, two, three, four. Three successes. Three successes. Um, that's great. So you can maintain control of this vehicle if you'd like. Um, I'm not going to make you actually roll drive. I think that you're able to just kind of maintain. Uh, and and is there anything you want to do while you're driving? Um, I think. I I, I mean I want to get this fucking situation under control. So I think maybe the move is like uh, if we've lost the um, ambulance. I want to turn into an alley or a or a parking area or sit place like a back a loading dock where I can park and and you know the kind of thing in a movie where the where the car loses them and dips into a dips into a, an alley and the pursuer just goes by like they yeah they, great oh well you already lost them but you can also let now like really conceal yourself great. um and I think that you can roll just uh, your uh, streetwise your wits plus streetwise to do that really quickly. That'll just let me know how well concealed you are. 
right. Ooh, messy critical. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so it's interesting to get a messy critical and a trying to conceal something. Yeah. Um, I think that there's going to have to be yet, yet an extra level to this. So you've taken him underneath this bridge where it is like very dark and you can do whatever you want down here. You know that like, you know that no one can see what you're about to do. down here. <laughs> Okay. Does that makes sense. That makes, that um, makes and sense. As you pull in, like Cope finally gets his gun loose and it's like, let go of the dog. Let go of the dog, motherfucker. Um, so it's a new round, um, but I, I don't think that the gun's going to work, uh, or you don't, because the guy's frenzying. So what are you going to do down here in the dark? No one can see you here. What are you going to do? <laughs> Even uh, God can't see you down here. <laughs> no gods, no masters. Uh, I'm going to, oh, yeah, to, yeah, to quote the man, no, no light, but only darkness visible. Um, All right. You know, so uh, I think I've, I I just want to. I'm fucked. I'm raging that he's yeah attacking my. You've dog. managed to keep your. You've managed to keep your willpower. You're you, you're in control, but you uh, the messy critical vehicle. means you need more. You need something to happen to this guy. Mm -hmm. Great. I uh, I uh, so yeah. I just <clears throat> park the car, and then it just want to be like a slow. I I said that I brought stakes with me. Yeah. Um, and I just want to turn, turn around and, uh, and just like come at him with my teeth and the stake at the same time. I just want to fly into him. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he is handcuffed. So, um, make, uh, your, uh, dexterity plus brawling roll, right. Uh, mm -hmm. but make it, uh, at negative two. Because staking is really tough to get a, a stake into someone's heart. It's very difficult. Um, oh, that's the right. Okay. Two successes. Two successes. Um, I think you need more than that, but the guy is kind of like held there. Let's see. Oh, you're, so, you're, so, and it's minus two. So I guess that's zero successes. Right. Uh, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's. I'm, I'm trying to get the exact rule here, but basically, ah, here we go. Your call shot a negative two and five damage. Okay, so so you rolled with two less dice, right? That's what you did. Uh, or I rolled, I rolled all my dice and subtracted two. Oh, okay, no, no, no. Let's let's try it again. So you're going to roll two less dice than you would normally have. All right, Dex, Dex um, plus brawl, right? That's right, Dex plus brawl, and let's see how this goes now. To be clear, I, I want to make I want to set the stakes here. Hunt the stakes, <laughs> pun intended. If you succeed at this, uh, to the tune of like, you need five damage. So that's the problem. But I, I, if you get like two damage, I'll let you like start pushing it in, and you can like keep trying to push it in each round. But he's gonna be like struggling, so he's gonna go ahead and make his like kind of negative two Dex plus brawl roll right now as well and uh we'll see how it goes for him okay how'd you do this time one guess what he got one mm. uh so you guys are just kind of like struggling now you're like over the back seat and you're trying to shove your stake in and he's like ah, ah. his uh, mouth is at least off of ruby now so 
Um, It's a new round, and I think that what can happen is you can keep trying to push the stake in. He can keep struggling against it. TJ can intimidate or whatever the hell he's trying, and Ruby can attack again. All right? Does that sound fair? Uh, If you want to change your action, you can. Okay. So this is Ruby's attack. Yeah, she did pretty good. So Ruby's got like a hold of him too. So he's going to get even more negatives on his struggling. This is TJ's uh, <laughs> intimidation. I'm about to blow your brains out. Stop it. Get down. Get down, Get down. police officer. Yeah. Uh, T- TJ uh, actually completely fails that. Um, <laughs> that so, uh, and now, now this guy is struggling. And you are you going to continue to try to push the stake in? I, especially since I now 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 Ruby's glommed onto him. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, here we go. Go ahead and roll your dexterity plus brawl at negative two. He's rolling his uh, dexterity plus brawl at, ne- at at actually quite a bit of negative dice because he's not only handcuffed, he's also now got a dog biting into him. Here we go. All right. How'd you do? Three successes. Ah, that's good because he got none this time. Mm-hmm. So your stake starts to slide in. You just need two more successes and you've got him. Here we go. One more round. Ruby's going to attack again. Yeah, Ruby did really well that time. She got three successes. This guy's like kind of really hurting. He's going to have to rouse the blood a lot if he wants to like start healing. But let's now see uh, how TJ does. TJ has abandoned uh, after that uh, terrible roll where he got one success. He's going to abandon his uh, <laughs> tactic and get back on his cell phone. And then now I want uh, you to roll, Curtis, uh, one more time. See Did if you it. get those two successes you need. What? How'd you do? It was a total failure. A total failure. Okay. There needs to be consequences for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because he just rolled three successes uh, and he's got potence. Oh, no. So I think that what happens is he has now smashed his way out. Like he's, sm- he's been like jinking like this and trying to move while you like try to get the stake into him. And suddenly he just like shoulders the door of the car and it just crank goes off into the darkness under the bridge and he's up. Uh, out of the car in a second, in a second. I think I, I can't mm-hmm. say he is yet, but that's where he's definitely going. And I just want, um, I want to bring back in Jen Brown for a second. You Hi. get a, hello. <laughs> you get a text. You get a text um, from a number uh, that says, it's TJ, need your help. And then sends it sends its location. Uh, shit! I don't have a car. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh no! Uh, um, well, you do have four resources. We said last time. Oh yeah, would it be fair to say that I started that I got a because we were down to Miles's car at this point that I would all your resources, all <laughs> your four um. dots of resources. Uh, four dots of resource okay yeah roll them do i include my hunger in this not in this one okay yeah when you were dealing with the dealership you killed the guy <laughs> three successes you have a pretty nice car oh. um yeah you 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 picked it up uh 
when you when the money started rolling in from grouper again so um you can get there pretty quickly okay before i it's go a, it's gonna, a bridge in the hill district i'm going to i'm gonna shit shit and then i'm just gonna grab what whatever weapons are nearest to me <laughs> probably because okay. i don't know how to deal with them and just sort of put them in the car and then just start driving Okay, great. Well, th- we know that there was a shotgun and a nine millimeter pistol were two of the things that were at the Haven. Uh, okay, as part of the armory at all times. Uh, I'll put the so shotgun you- in my in the passenger. I'll have that the most. Um, you also realize that it's getting pretty near on to dawn. Um, okay, which is always an issue for our four vampires. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And so now um, this car's and- blacked out, right? I would have um, done that. I think that it makes sense, right? It yeah, makes sense. I did vampires- the last. Yeah. Okay. You did the last one. You would have done this one. Um, and uh, what is it? It's uh, it's a Lexus. Um, and you're heading uh, across town. And let's see how quickly you get there. Uh, I want you to roll. Uh, come on. We can't have a driving episode right, right, right. without giving Jen Brown a drive roll. She just put new points into it. We've got to see how she does. Oh, so boy. I want you to make a, a dexterity plus drive roll. And the amount of successes you get will determine how soon you get there to help them. Okay. Um, uh, it's not too far from Mexican war streets where you're going, but uh, let's see how quickly you get there. Uh, like one success means it'll be a while. Two successes means it'll be less of a while. And three successes mean you're, you're there any minute now. So how did you do? It was one success. I'm wondering, okay, how much willpower is all my willpower back? It is. I think. Um, no, no, no. In fact, you're probably having problems getting willpower back because your touchstone has been turned into a ghoul of the Nosferatu clan. So what's your willpower at right now? Two. Okay. You need to, you can, you can use one of those if you'd like. Is there, I think I got willpower back. The <laughs> look at the evil look at my face. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Is, did I get willpower back the last time for sticking to my convictions? Um, I, uh, perhaps you did. Did I say I really that? stuck to them last the, time. The chat might remember better than I can. Um, I have so many, so many things I keep track of. I tell you what, uh, I think that, uh, you didn't, that's what I okay. think. And if the, and if the chat or someone uh, disagrees with me, they need to let me know. Um, Okay. So um, you have those two willpower. Do you want to spend one and re-roll uh, that that drive roll to get there sooner? Yes, because I'm worried about okay. Curtis. Um, oh my god, one willpower. You know what? It's fine. It's gonna be fine. So <laughs> I rolled. Ooh, I rolled uh, four, and I only got one success. So that means do I do? I don't re-roll the hunger die though, right? You don't re-roll the hunger die. You can re-roll up to three other dice for spending that willpower. And actually, it looks like your stains were removed last time. You didn't get willpower back. Your stain, some stains were removed. So um, go for it. Here we go. What what, what are we doing? Um, I think that I'm rolling two dice. Two dice. Okay, great. Son of a bitch. Total failure. Okay. Jen, total failure. Brown has returned to Pittsburgh. Uh, even spent willpower, in fact, yeah, and she's currently oh, waiting at a red light going, is this something a vampire would do? Um, <sighs> uh, boy, it's the best kind of role because it means that uh, Jen has to just wait a little longer to be in the scene. Okay. Uh, <laughs> see you in a minute. See you in a minute. <laughs> so uh, this guy is um, going. It looks like he's going to run out of the car and into the darkness. That's what oh, he's cool. going to do this round. It looks like Ruby's going to keep attacking him. 
It looks like TJ is finishing texting somebody. I don't know what TJ is going to do. What are you going to do this round? Um, can I command Ruby to hold him there? Yeah, absolutely. Grab him by the ankle or or something more sensitive and like or maybe take his no. Let's get specific. I I talk to the dog. Yeah. I, want him, I want him to bite through his Achilles tendon. Okay, great. Uh, I want him to take take his leg out. Okay, so I think communicating with her can be your your turn if that's okay with you. Does that make yeah. sense? Mm-hmm. And uh, so let's see how Ruby does, and let's see how he does on uh, escaping your car. So here we go. But this is Ruby's attack. Okay, she got two successes. This is Derek's dodge slash athletic roll to get out of the car. He got three successes. So um, he's out of the car and he's into the like, he's into like the muddy, like kind of embankment. And then by the way, this, uh, this bridge only goes over like kind of like a, you know, it's a city stream you know what i mean like it's kind of dry there's just like dirty like kind of water in the bottom of it tons of trash down here and he's off into that uh and ruby missed him um and tj is now going to um pull his gun again uh now that he's done texting uh and he looks at you and he goes should i cap him should i cap him uh ghouls never know how to do anything on their own um, this guy looks like he's going to keep running uh, deeper, like under the bridge, like into the darkness where it's going to be hard to kind of um, see him. Um, Ruby will continue unless you tell her otherwise to try to bite his Achilles tendon. Is that what you'd like to continue? You don't have to give her another instruction, though. You can do something else now. I'm going to do something else. I'm going to I'm going to lead TJ Cope by example by drawing my pistol out and shooting this guy. OK, great. Um, give me, um, so in order to draw and fire in one round, that's some gunslinger shit. So I need like, I need you to get at least three things. What's that? Arms is one of my best things. Okay, great. Uh, make sure you get at least three successes. Um, this guy, uh, yeah, Dex plus firearms. This guy's going to keep like kind of running and, um, you can't really dodge firearms unless you have celerity, which he doesn't, I, I mean, he hasn't shown you that he has that yet. Um, so, but he's going to keep running and see if he can kind of like get to where he's in that darkness where you can't see him. And uh, yeah, I think you're going to let TJ know what you want as well. So let's start with Ruby again. Mm-hmm. Ruby did a lot better this time. Ruby comes after him with three successes. Good girl, Ruby. And now here's this guy's kind of athletics role to kind of get deeper behind, you know, get away from you all. He's still keeping pace. She's he got he got four successes. He's Ooh, still man. keeping out of her uh, out of her jaws. So here we go with the firearms. Uh, three successes. Three successes. Okay. So you pull it out and you blast him and he can't dodge that. And he's already taking quite a bit of damage now. So your bullet hits him and he goes splash down into the mud. Right. Um, uh, so uh, 
Yeah, so here's what happened. TJ's like, should I cap him? Should I cap him? And you go, bang. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the guy goes, Ugh, and like goes, whoomp, down into the mud. Um, and, then I, and then I just go, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, now it's a new round. And I can tell you what's happening is this guy's getting immediately back up. Mm-hmm. And he's... Uh, you know, of course, rousing to do a little better. Okay. So, um, yeah. All right. So he's immediately getting back up, even though you just shot him. So it's like he goes face down in the mud and then you immediately see him go. And like, he's getting back on his feet. He still has, he still has the handcuffs on. Um, Ruby will continue to try to go after him. And I think that uh, his round, he's just trying to get up. So he's not really dodging her. Um, and are you going to shoot him again? That's the plan. <laughs> okay, great. Um, yeah. Cope we'll, looks we'll, like he, Cope looks like he'll do it too. So first, let's do Ruby. Ruby got two successes attacking him. This guy is going to just take that damage again. Um, because he's like just kind of getting up. So Ruby's like on top of him again. And now you and Cope both open fire. Um, here's Cope's shot. Cope got four successes. How'd you do? I also got four successes. Um, boom, boom. Two more shots hit him. This time he goes down and uh, the stake is kind of like sticking out of his chest. <laughs> you can still see. And he goes down again. Uh, but he's like still trying to move. Um, and then a car pulls in. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and let's see uh, what direction it pulls in from. Give me a wits plus drive roll, Jen Brown. Okay. Lexus. Let's see. Where are my wits? Um, two successes. Okay. Um, it pulls in behind you. So Jen Brown, you are kind of like pulling in. You can kind of see because... Basically, as you were driving like over the bridge, you heard bang, bang, and you were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and, like turned around and got down here to the lower level. Uh, and so now you can see what's happening where these guys are just like taking pot shots at this guy who keeps like getting up. So um, it, it doesn't look like it's pushed the stake deeper in his chest, but the stake is still sticking out of his chest. Uh, and uh, he's really having trouble like moving and stuff. Now, I'm going to rule that I am going to rule. That um, if you can hit him one more time, he's not going to be able to rouse, like rouse the blood enough to like heal all of this damage. He's going to kind of have to take a little bit of a breather. Um, But um, he's going to try one more time to escape. So um, are you going to fire at him again, Curtis? Yeah. uh, Can I? I kind (laughs) of. Yeah. Bang, bang. Uh, I want. Yeah. I just want to take him again and see if I can. Get him down. Okay. Keep him down. Jen Brown, what would you like to do? On his tummy. Um, well, can I see even really what's going on? You can because it's not. It, well, it's dark down here, but they weren't like. Actually, give me a wits plus awareness roll. We said it was really dark down here. It was hard to tell what people are doing. So I think that you should have to um, roll wits plus awareness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wait, she pulled in behind us? Yes. Headlights illuminating the situation? 
Oh, good point. Oh, and then yeah. also all the muzzle flashes. Mm-hmm. Um, never mind with that. What's plus awareness for old Jen Brown? Sorry, for, <laughs> sorry for that for jerking your chain there. Um, you you see you see like in uh in the light of your Lexus headlights and also in the muzzle flashes going off. Uh, Curtis and TJ Cope just opening up on this guy. Uh, and Ruby kind of like loping along through the mud after him. Um, so what would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to grab the shotgun and get out of the car. Um, <laughs> <Okay>, great. <laughs> but I'm, is this happening simultaneously to, uh, Curtis firing his gun? Um, uh, well, Curtis says he's going to fire again, right? You're going to get out and w- with the shotgun, that's what you're going to do this turn. Uh, why did you want to add something to that? Because yes, uh, to answer your question, yes. Okay. Uh, if it's happening simultaneously, then no, I don't want to add anything. Okay, so you get out with your shotgun. Uh, Cope uh, fires his gun again, and Ruby attacks again. Here we go. Let's start with Ruby's attack. You guys are fine. This is the second time Jen shows up like panting. Stressed out of her mind. (laughs) They might need her for some reason because, um, uh, well, it is true. Ruby has just grabbed this guy and is like ripping him to pieces again. Now Cope rolls his attack. Yep. Uh, Yep. He he does pretty well. He got three successes there. So um, the guy's just laying in the muck. Now, do you want to fire your gun, please? Uh, I got five successes. Um, A critical. A critical. A critical, a critical success. Okay. Can I, Um, does this mean I get to call the shot? (laughs) What's that? Uh, It does. It does mean you get to call the shot. Tell me what happens. Okay. Stop me if I'm narrating this too much. um, Okay. Yeah. So he goes in again. I just want to like walk like towards, and then as I know, and then just, just hit him like right in the back of the head. Um, Um, And then kind of, Oh, go ahead. If this is a thing. I want to run up and jump onto his back, driving the stake up into him from the ground. <laughs> Great. Um, I, uh, I'll allow all of it because um, he's really had enough. And you finally like, Chris, like lopes up like an animal and lands on him <laughs> and pushes down on him. Uh, and it's very violent and gory. And there's an uncomfortable squelching sound. Um, and um, Cope is like, Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, Ruby is still like. And uh, that's when I need everybody to make a wits plus awareness roll. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> For a good sign. Never a good sign. Wits plus. Okay. <sighs> One success. Okay. Okay. Two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me see something here. The stakes are that someone else is approaching, and I'm going to see if you noticed. Oh, boy. Okay. You do not, uh, and here's why. Um, There is all this spilled vampire vitae all over the ground, and uh, it's, like, thick in the air, and it's, like, stinging your nostrils, and you're all kind of drawn to the corpse of this kindred that you just put down in the mud, especially TJ Cope, who, like, you can kind of see, like, literally licking his lips you're all kind of surrounded uh circling this guy you just put down jen brown do you have any questions or what does she say when she arrives and sees this scene (laughs) um well 
I'm gonna, I guess the first thing I'm gonna say is, Curtis, you okay? He came back. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna like check, the guy's definitely down. And then I'm gonna he's look at- in, Yeah, he's paralyzed, but also in pieces. And then I'm gonna look at TJ and mm-hmm. go, how the fuck do you have my number? Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> what do you, uh, and that's when um, you guys see more headlights come on your face and you see that, uh, you know, brighten your, uh, brighten your visages. And then uh, you see uh, an ambulance and another van kind of pull up behind all of your cars Sounds and you're right. kind of blocked in. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the thing that you missed. Uh, and um, people are getting out of them. Okay. Um, there's no, okay. So we're blocked in like, yeah. And, um, right now you can just see like, they're kind of illuminated from behind. So they're all silhouettes, but three people have got out of, uh, these uh, two people have gotten out of, uh, the ambulance and one person has gotten out of the van. Um, I'm going to put my arms in the air. Like I'm holding the shotgun, but I'm I'm gonna like I'm not gonna fire type of thing. That's um, a good idea because you can tell that one of the guys definitely has a handgun pointed at you. Um, and um, you're just seeing their silhouettes right now, and um, that's when one of them yells out, "Am I speaking with Miles? Curtis?" This is the guy that got out of the other van. Um, Who are these guys? Never, never seen him. Can't see him. Um, I my gun is still is now trained on uh, the the guy on the ground. Um, I think you can uh, you can safely say that he has been defeated, Mister Krieger. This guy comes forward. They're now getting close enough that you can see them in the light. And uh, the guy that was speaking is wearing like a tweed jacket, a tie and vest, old blue jeans, uh, no socks, like kind of loafers that kind of like, you know, walking around loafers. And he has long hair and a big bushy beard. He looks like a hippie meets a professor. Uh, And he has not bothered to get pink. He's very, very pale. Beside him, there is a man of Indian or Pakistani, South Asian uh, descent. Uh, He looks very kind of put together, and he's wearing a lab coat. It looks like he just ran out of a medical center, perhaps. Uh, And beside him is a... He also looks strangely pale. Uh, The hue of his skin is quite off, and his eyes are quite bloodshot. Uh, and the man beside him uh, is is very pink. It's a blonde man with one of those unfortunate kind of like penciled on blonde goatees uh, <laughs> who uh, has a big pulsating vein in his uh, forehead. He's wearing EMT clothes, and he's the one that has the gun on you. Uh, and the uh, professor, the gentleman with the beard and the long hair says, you uh, didn't show up for our meeting. I'm Erasmus. That's because I don't like walking into traps as a rule. You're Erasmus? That's right. 
you know, we don't like, uh, you know, when people kidnap our people and, uh, you know, we, we, we brought you to a place that wasn't the actual place just to kind of, you know, not reveal, uh, in our inner sanctum as it were, uh, we can't have you just waltzing in there. I mean, I don't know where your loyalties lie. I mean, I kind of know where hers lie, <laughs> but, uh, I don't, I don't really know, you know, what your relationship is with Jackson right now. Uh, wow, you've really made a mess of Derek. How do you know me? I wasn't even with them. No, I know all three of you. I'm, I'm the reason that you are a vampire. You've never asked any questions about your sires or what, what that was all part of at all. You guys were supposed to be anarchs. <laughs> and uh, look at this. Wow. You just running around, you know, murdering people for the Camarilla. It's it's amazing how quickly that the brainwashing takes effect. It's it's truly, truly remarkable. I, I wouldn't try anything, by the way, with me and my friends, Dr. Hajar here. Uh, you know, we, I feel very safe speaking to you right now. Uh, and uh, actually, more of us are on the way. There's there's quite a lot of us in Pittsburgh right now. You turned us. Why? Well, uh, I didn't turn you. I mean, the other members of my coterie did, but it was my idea. Yeah. Why? Well, uh, Pittsburgh uh, is important for several reasons, but uh, mainly there was an artifact that I needed. I, I can tell you all about all of this, but. Um, at the time, it was the best tactic, but uh, you know the, the landscape has changed. The landscape has changed. I'm your sires were my coterie. Does that make sense? Jen is. She like tosses down the shotgun, and is like, is like. <laughs> I think Jen thought that us being turned was some random act of some anarchist anarchs not like a grand anarch plan and it's like fucking manipulated from both sides and uh -huh. it's just too yeah. much right. <laughs> it's just right. too much <laughs> um so no no, no. Oh, well did she say something like that um maybe 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 loud enough that curtis could hear it but mm -hmm. not like to them but i think she's starting to fucking freak like doesn't even care that there's all these people around with weapons and stuff it's just like there's no there's no way out kind of thing you're saying, okay, maybe I hear something like that. So you're saying that we're running around killing people, being errant boys for Churchill, for the others? Well, you, I mean... you turned us for some plan of yours? We're just fucking pawns to you, too? What makes you any better? Well, uh, okay. Uh, you're not pawns to me at all. Um, you know, uh, we needed free thinkers and, uh, you know, my coterie mates pegged you and miles. Where is miles? By the way, we pegged you as free thinkers. And so, uh, you know, uh, that's why you were chosen. And it, you know, it is quite a, a gift if you can manage it. Don't you agree? Uh, I think maybe Jen's, Jen's kind of on the ground, just like doing one of those crazy laughs, like when anime characters go a little berserk and they're just sort of laughing. <laughs> their pupils get really small. Yeah, their pupils get really small. She's yeah. just doing a like, there's no fucking way out. Like, there's just like, 
having a crazy laugh to herself. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, let, let me just let me just get to the point then. All right. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, uh, I'm managing a lot of people now. Uh, the movement that we are a part of is too important to let you guys jeopardize it. I mean, you've seen Derek, you've seen the operation at UPMC. Uh, you know, uh, I think I've just kind of spilled some beans myself. So here's the situation. Um, I need to, I need to either destroy you. And I, I can assure you that we're quite capable of doing that right now. Uh, and it's not just, uh, you know, uh, Mr. O'Brien over there with his little gun that uh, would be doing it. Um, uh, so, or you can hear what I have to say about the anarch movement and your place in it, uh, and you can decide to join us. It's where you were meant to be all along. So our choices are join or die. Well, I, I, I'm sorry that it's got to that, but yeah, it. it I mean, that's every choice when you are one of the kindred, isn't it? Um, Ruby is extremely on edge, Curtis. Mm -hmm. Is there a... Because I've never really like learned the precise nature of how like Bond, Fimilis, and Feral Whispers work, is there like... Does this communication run two ways? Like, It actually I... does not. She okay. can't tell you like... Do I, I get a sense of what she's... She's growling. Bias, she's growling at Erasmus's van. Uh oh. Okay. It's going to be done very soon. Jen is completely useless to you right now. I should just say this is probably a Curtis choice. <laughs> she's lost it. <laughs> Wiped. Yeah. Um, I okay. I, I think that's actually important to me because there's part of me that would be like, tell her to run and just stay here and fight them off and give you an opportunity to leave um oh curtis but I'm, like, I'm sizing you i'm sizing you up to like i don't know that you could do that um um okay we'll hear your pitch where um well i i guess we should do it here since we're all here and then uh if you've heard it and you agree then uh well i'm not worried about getting back to where I need to be by sunup, but, uh, I, I, you know, you might have, you might have something to worry about. Yeah. Look, Dawn's coming. Make it quick. All right. They control you. You know that they control you. They march you around like you work for them, but you, you never accepted a job as their lackey. Did you? No. The reason they control you is, is, uh, you know, they have capital, right? I mean, like in the mortal world, that's money, but uh, uh, in the kindred world, that's blood, right? Like you can have this territory, you can have this territory. I have a higher uh, generation, lower generation, whatever. Look, the point is um, blood, the, the, the ability to get your hands on it is no longer a problem for me or the people that have joined me. We have found a theoretically infinite uh, way to get ethically, ethically uh, sourced blood. Uh, and uh, that's why uh, over 100 anarchs 
I'm not even joking. I can't believe the number's so big. I mean, it's like have have said that they are coming here and and that more are arriving every day. Um, so I'm, I guess I'm saying, uh, if you come with me, you will be free from hunger, right? And you don't have to do what they tell you anymore. I think uh, maybe. Jen's caught her breath a little bit and she looks up at Curtis. What choice do we have? Take a stand here. Go with them. We will, we will destroy you if you don't, if you, if I don't believe that you're serious about joining us, but I know the two of you, I know enough about you. To know that you're at least tempted. God. No more, no more being sent on their, you know, their errands. And what'll it be like with you since we didn't get You'll, a choice can, in being turned? Well, I understand and I apologize, but you know, most people would say when they were turned, they they didn't really think the choice through or understood stand what it meant. Okay. So uh, I, I understand you're upset that that happened. And, and, and in retrospect, it was, it was a bad, a bad strategy, but I'm telling you now you will no longer have to hunt. Okay. And you will be given the opportunity to do as you like once the Camarilla has been eradicated in Pittsburgh, but you will be given the opportunity to live <laughs> Or uh, not live uh, as you want. So you're going to war? Oh, yeah. Jen's going to get to her feet and pick up the shotgun and hand it to Curtis. I'm going to go. I don't want to go without you. Right now, it doesn't look like I got a choice. Well, there's just one thing. I mean, um, it, it sounds like you guys are, are making the right choice here. The only other issue is that I have to be sure that you're serious. We need to do something to sort of, um, I don't know, uh, pull the Band-Aid off or uh, make sure that the mind control is not too deep in there. Because I know what they do. I know what they do. Right. So I'm going to need you. To kill the detective. Yeah, I think yeah. that'll show me that you're serious. Yeah, and Cope's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and you could tell that he was just like looking down at the corpse of Derek, like maybe even <laughs> having like a little bit. He's like, what? And he's like, yeah, uh, I need one of you or, or uh, to kill the detective. The other one can stand there and do nothing. That'll, that'll convince me, I think. Oh. TJ... Uh, TJ is like, oh, you know, like looking like crazily at both of you uh, with fear in his eyes. Um, kill the detective. I don't have all day. I don't have a weapon anymore. I just handed it to Curtis. Uh -huh. That's um, true. Yep. I have a question for you. What's in the van? Oh, that's my secret weapon. Yeah, I'm just a little bit nervous because, uh, you know, my dog's nervous. And when she gets nervous, I get nervous. 
is that going to make you kill the detective if I show you? Fine. You want to see her? Okay. Mary. Hey. Um, the van kind of rocks for a second. You hear the back doors kind of open. A figure uh, gets out of the back and moves around the side of the van. And uh, this figure is veiled in like cloth. Uh, she looks biblical. She looks like someone in a Christmas pageant. But inside that cloth, it is onyx black. And you can just see one bright white eye staring out at you. But the part of her face that you see seems like it's made of like onyx or like a marble. Uh, and she moves forward and Ruby is like growling at her like. <laughs> and then she like looks at Ruby and then Ruby walks away from you over to her. Turns around and begins growling at you. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, that's you know that was an unnecessary show of. I'm sorry about her. She can get a little. <gasps> Are we ready to kill Mr. Cope now? Do you realize how much shit this guy has thrown at the feet of the Anarchs? Just trying to get by in this city. He's a sniveling little sycophant. You know that. Look at he couldn't even stop himself from drinking from the guy that was laying there face down in the mud. About to be burnt by the sun. He couldn't stop himself. Kill him. People can make a wits plus awareness roll about something right now. Yeah. You're going to notice sun? something. <laughs> Uh, let's see. You're going to notice something really important if you make this roll. Oh, if boy. not, you won't notice it. Ooh! Four successes. You notice that TJ is... Two successes. Oh, you notice that TJ is fumbling with something in his pocket, Curtis. Jen, you know that he's texting inside of his pocket. He's texting, Curtis. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to take the gun. I'm going to take the shotgun from Curtis and point it at TJ. Uh -huh. Jen, Jen, stop. Then, uh, I'm going to tell T I'm I'm yelling at TJ. Okay. I see. I do. I now kind of get it. She said she's texting. Great. I'm going to walk over to him. I'm going to reach into his pocket and pull out the phone. Um, I'm fine. I can use this. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like there's no, like. Can I see what he was, what is, what he was texting? Um, yeah, he's like, he's giving the address again to a number you don't recognize and saying, come now, you know, but he's only gotten come. No, <laughs> and it hasn't been sent and it has not been sent. Okay. Well, he's trying to help, help. <laughs> no, he's trying to help himself. Mm -hmm. um, um, do I see this as well? Can I see what I, I show, I show you. As it, keeping the gun on him. I don't want to go back, Curtis. I can't go back. I don't know if they're any better, but I can't go back. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe, okay, so maybe just see, see like the flash of like Curtis shoot, like the Curtis shooting someone in Afghanistan. <laughs> 
Yeah, that makes and sense. Seeing him walk, seeing him walk up to him and realizing it's a teenage boy, and like, and uh, and then like, and looking into this kid's head, and then and then like, cut to, like, him cut to him in in like in 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 America, uh, realize looking at the at the drop of the Afghanistan papers in the New York Times realizing that there was no sense of mission that it was for no reason that it was for a bunch of self-interested people doing self-interested things and looking back on killing sucking the people that he's sucked and <laughs> and killing the people that he's killed and like putting that with and then seeing like Adelaide Ross's laughing face and uh Oh, he just blows TJ Cope away. Um, Cope, uh, no, no role necessary. Cope's head ex- explodes from the shot, and he falls dead uh, into the mud uh, beside uh, Derek. Um, and uh, that's when Erasmus goes, "Okay, was that so hard? Get in the van." <laughs> Um, um, and, uh, I, I, uh, just like, and then as I walk by, uh, Jen, I just like, you shouldn't have to do things like that. You should never have to do things like that. And then I just walk towards the van. Um, Jen, what do you do? I'm going to go over to TJ's body. Um, <laughs> and try not to look at the wound and kind of Curtis has his phone, but I want to see if there's anything else on him. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, uh, you need to do this quickly because yeah. the other vampires and their uh, servants are kind of keeping an eye on you. So to do this quickly and surreptitiously, give me a quick dexterity plus investigation roll. Oh, I'm not going to see shit. Well, we'll see. Okay. Um, total failure. Yes, you get. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, never mind. Um, the guy with the gun is like, hey, in the van. Uh, I go, I kind of run after Curtis and I kind of put a hand on his shoulder try to put like a comforting hand on the shoulder as we go on the van um you get in the van uh and uh the the creature the woman the thing named mary is petting ruby who is still kind of growling at you angrily um i'm gonna lean and is erasmus within earshot yeah he's getting into the front of the van and it's got like one of those where you can look back you know get her to stop Give give the dog back to Curtis. Please. I you'll have to ask her. I, I'm not her. She um I'm just gonna drive. Uh, and he starts driving and she's just like looking at you. Okay, then I ask her. Please. What do you say to her? Please let the dog go back to Curtis. What is her name? And then I just look up out of my thousand yard stare into the eye and I'm just like, Ruby? 
Did you give her that name? Yeah. And the dog, Ruby immediately snaps out of it and goes back over to you. And I uh, just to tap on my lap so that she'll curl up in my, in my, in my lap. Um, uh, the van travels for a little while um, until you finally come uh, to a, a hill. Uh, and, uh, you know, Pittsburgh is hilly country. And uh, uh, that hill has uh, cement stairs running all the way up, very steep up to an old church uh, at the top of the hill. Um, and everybody gets out and you can see the first, you know, pink of dawn starting to uh, come out. And Erasmus says, follow me. And he begins walking up those stairs. Wait, follow. Will you follow? You walk into the church. Erasmus looks out the big double doors both ways. He looks right into the camera, <laughs> smiles, and shuts the door. And that's where we will end for tonight. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Keep up with our schedule and find out about all the cool things we have planned by following us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore stream of blood underscore. We're on Reddit at r forward slash stream of blood and join the stream of blood Facebook group. This podcast is produced by Andrew Struther, Brian Baldinger, and Clinton Trucks. I've been your storyteller, Jared Logan. And now your Pittsburgh fact. Pittsburgh is home to the first commercial radio station, KDKA, which began broadcasting presidential election results in 1920. The Camarilla is a government based on the feudal system.